From Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to the show. In today's episode, we speak to Belgian artists Arne Quinns and Jan Kriekels about their enormous art installation that has come to affectionately be known as The Waffle at Burning Man 2006. Burncast met up with them on August 28, 2006 in Black Rock City. Before we begin with our interview, let's start with the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. First up is a voicemail we received from one of our listeners regarding our last episode with Brian Doherty, in which we talk about the lawsuit involving the Black Rock City LLC and the Paperman LLC. Let's listen. Hey, Bob. This is Dr. Placebo, and I've been a burner for eight years, uh, consecutive since 99. I wanted to give you some feedback on the branding of Burning Man episode. So here goes. I liked the interview with Brian Doherty about the branding of Burning Man. He had a lot of good info on the current spat over the Burning Man name. I do have a different opinion on the value of good brand, however. The Burning Man organization has gone to a lot of trouble to create and protect a legal entity and reputation. There is an association between the name Burning Man and the principles of the event, such as leave no trace, no spectators, and non-commercialization. I think if the mark became public domain, then anyone, regardless of intentions and competence, could invoke that association. At least anyone could until everyone decided that the name was worthless. Then it would be much more difficult to deal with suppliers, law enforcement, and others who want some assurance that they are doing business with someone reliable. I agree with Brian that the Fortune 500 might not find the Burning Man name all that compelling. After all, 40,000 people is a fairly small market. But I suspect that sleaze merchants and con artists would be only too happy to take advantage of such an opportunity. Well, thanks for the soapbox. I hope to see you sometime soon, like uh, on the playa. Bye for now. Thank you, Dr. Placebo, for taking the time to weigh in on the issue of the branding of Burning Man. If you would like to contact us like he did, we invite you to leave a message on the Burncast hotline at 206-350-1416 or click on the MyChingo audio recorder, which is on our website, burncast.net. You can also send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. Second up, the lovely Istari, who guest-hosted our last two episodes, is setting out to produce her own episode of Burncast, and she needs your help. She's going to do a story about love at Burning Man. They say Burning Man can make or break a relationship. Has this happened to you? Istari is now seeking people with interesting experiences for this episode. Do you have a funny, disastrous, or touching personal story you'd like to share? Possible topics include falling in love at first sight at Burning Man, breaking up at Burning Man, getting hitched at Burning Man, or getting divorced at Burning Man, or even realizing your true love was not the person you thought he, she, or it was. So if you think you've got something to share, please visit our website, burncast.net, and click on our show notes. There you'll be given information on how to contact Astari and participate in this episode. We'll wrap up the Burncast Community Bulletin Board by inviting you to participate. 
Here are just a few ways in which you can. Number one, stick a pin in our Frapper map and help put Burncast on the map. Just click on the Frapper map tab at our website, burncast.net. Number two, donate to our show and help support our camp's production studio at Burning Man 2007. As you know, Burncast is a non-commercial podcast. It is entirely free and we have no advertisers or BMORG backing up our show. However, listeners such as you can support our productions by making a donation of any amount through PayPal. Simply click on the support tab at our website, burncast.net, and thank you so much. Okay, let's move on to today's episode. The waffle was certainly one of the biggest things on the playa that I have ever seen, but it also makes me wonder, does size really matter? Apparently not. I spoke to many people at Black Rock City about the waffle, and what I heard was surprising. There did not seem to be any middle ground regarding this project. You either loved it or you hated it. One of the haters, Greg Allen of Greg.org, devoted 10 vitriolic blog posts claiming that the project was nothing more than a commercial promotional tie-in for a major luxury automobile brand. In an effort to be fair, Burncast offered Greg an opportunity to talk about his contempt for the waffle on Burncast, but he declined. And at the time of this recording, we are unable to confirm his assertions or learn if they were in fact only rumors. Speaking about rumors, when it came to this installation, there was a lot. At a gathering just before the 2006 San Francisco DCOM, I asked a friend what rumors he had heard. Hi, my name is Carlito, and I want to know fact or fiction, true stories about the Belgian waffle. Uh, on the playa this year, I heard the following. I heard A, that the people from the Belgian waffle planted a seed for every piece of wood that was used in the construction of the project. What kind of seed had you heard? Uh, <laughs> plant seed. <laughs> <laughs> what else had you heard? I also heard the Belgian waffle was a spaceship from another planet, another dimension, another galaxy. I also heard that uh, the people from the Belgian waffle lost all of the original wood that they brought into the country and that they had to replace it by buying all new wood because customs authorities were worried about the, the potential insects that they might be bringing in from their old wood. You mean they shipped the wood from Belgium? Shipped the wood from Belgium. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I also heard that they brought an enormous quantity of Belgian beer. <laughs> right, okay. Belgian beer that was also not allowed into the country and that they had to buy all new beer at the same time. I heard that it wasn't going to burn, but obviously it did. Uh, I hadn't heard that it was not going to burn, but I tell you that burn was the most incredible thing I've ever seen burn in my life. And that uh, the, the, the guy that I ran into while it was burning came up to me and he was genuinely freaked out by it. 
He said, man, he said, dude, that is a that is a message, man. That is a message, and I was too close to it. And the vibe was just, it was too otherworldly. I had to get away from it. Like, I, he was like, man, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And he said, I just, I had to step away. I had to get away from it. Wow. It was, it was too, man, I mean, look at that, man. That's, that, that thing's not a, not an uh, art installation. That thing is a spaceship. That thing is a spaceship from another galaxy. And he truly believed it. Oh, wow, okay. What did you hear else did you hear? You heard about the wood, right? Only that they lost the wood. Oh, had you heard that it was going to be donated to Katrina? No, I had not heard, oh, that. heard that. Belgian waffle rumors. Anybody else? It's not the Belgian waffle. Oh, yeah. Is that the true name? Is the true name of the project the Belgian waffle? Well, Carlita, that is a very good question. What was the real name of the waffle? Just before it burned, I asked some folks sitting near me if they knew its true name. Let's listen. I've heard a lot of people call this project the Belgian Waffle. Does anybody else know the name of it? No. No. Well, I think Belgian Waffle is a bad name. It looks more like a pile of matchsticks. Uh-huh. doesn't look anything like a waffle. Okay. I just heard it was made by Belgians. Okay. I've heard there was a team of Belgians who uh, didn't get a grant, and they decided to build this anyway. They put up the money. I heard it cost about $400,000. And then I heard there was some discrepancies as to whether they'd be able to burn it or not because they didn't prepare the ground carefully. But I honestly couldn't tell you what the real name of it is. I, I can tell you that I read in the Piss Clear that uh, they hate the name Waffle. They absolutely despise it. They hate, hate, hate the name Waffle. Well, that's true. Both the designers as well as their crew took umbrage against the installation's sobriquet, the Waffle, of which it came to be known. But as a friend of mine pointed out to me, quote, The Waffle is the collective playa name for that piece. Message from Ukronia was too erudite and philosophically arrogant, unquote. I don't know, but I think the Waffle is cute. On ePlaya, I read that it was called the Toothpick Palace, Bird's Nest, Stick Oz, the Temple of Toothpicks, and even the Splinter Party. For the record, this installation was originally called the Message from Ukronia, and it symbolized a spaceship with a message from the future. Let's listen to designer Arnie Quinn's and what he had to say about it. Okay, my name is Arne Quinn's. We come from Belgium. I do it together with uh, one of my best friends, Jan. So Jan and me, we try to create the creative economy and that I, I, I make this culture around the creative economy. So What does that mean? What it means is that if you see in the economy, a lot of um, people work very, very well together. And what is a big problem between artists? It's uh, always big, big, big egos. And they can make just one step. They never be able to make together a bridge so that's very important and in this construction in my installation see a lot of crosses and and all things to connect it and all these sticks to connect it that make like one big piece and I do it already with my company I have a lot of people in my company creative people I have um, a studio in, uh, in Belgium with 60 people in and and all these creative people they can work together so you can do it. And I believe in the creative economy that in here in 15, 30 years, a lot of creative people work together and that they can make bigger, bigger, bigger things. So um, 
it's it's just a message to the creative people come together and build really a bridge and don't make a step I understand that some people have some egos and all these things but if, if everybody come come together sure you have always leaders and all these things it's, it's normal in the economy also but try to build together look at here we build this in in, in 14 days yeah, and it's possible to, to do it and then then we can make really great things you can if, if the whole creative world come together and make their own thing can you believe which power it is so now it's the the economist rules the world and we try to change it we try to do the opposite so i hope that in here 15 years it's not that we have the power but that we can do a lot of things in this world what inspired you to bring this to burning man what it's my life to build installations and all these things so um it's it's just I sent last year a crew to here together with Jan to check it out um, the, this this playa and it was so so nice to see there was so big 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 playa open and I said okay we come over we make just a sculpture and uh, we bring all over from Belgium all our all our equipment we pay the whole thing we invite 100 Belgians to come with us to build the whole thing so it's just a gift to the to the playa and just to show that creative economy works is this your first burning man yeah 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 bring just a small gift to the burning man <laughs> <laughs> anything you else want to tell our listeners no i think that is that is for me the the most important uh, message. message it's it's just a thing that i have in my head and i make it i cannot give so much explanations about my work it's just an emotion so but what i like here what what I make so happy is that when I see the people when they come in, they say nothing for ten minutes and they have just a big smile on their face. So that's nice. So then then I'm I'm happy. How are you constructing this? Okay, in my team. So to explain, I was in the beginning I was a street kid, so I never go to school. All these things. So I, I find very very hard to 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 have what I what I have now. And, and today I have my company, I have my own production, my own factories, all things. So all the ideas that I have, I, I, I build it. So if, if you fight so, so hard without school, but I'm, I'm so curious. So I learn all the things that I want. So I never make drawings on a computer because for me, computer is to go uh, on the internet to write my emails and uh, to make presentations it's all and for the rest i have my books and make just drawings okay my team I, I i buy always the best of the best peoples around me to put them in my in my in my company if they're great guys or great girls because my company is like one big family it's so important for me and and no i make never drawings so they make the drawings on the computer but with this one i make the schedule like a model and small I make my drawings but it's not the first thing that I build like this I, I already built four or five things like this and it's for us it's normal sorry it's normal to do things like this it's just normal you have people they 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 write books I have people they cook you have people they swim we make just this it's nothing special it's just a thing of ourselves what what's after Black Rock City after uh, after I 
We go back on Thursday to Belgium. On Friday, I'm in London for big installation to start. Then on Monday, I go to Italy for, and then a week later, I'm back in in New York for the Diesel Gallery. I make one uh, sculpture, and then I fly back to Tokyo because I make uh, the new uh, marketing strategy for. Uh, so uh, I make all the new new clothes and new shoes and all these things. So when I like to do something, I do it. Yeah. So it's just uh, I need to make these drawings. I need to to do all these things because it's it's in my head and I need to keep it out. Otherwise, I come crazy. <laughs> Where what is Ukronia? Ukronia it means no time. So we come from a place from no time in the future. So that's all. We are we are here from from the future. We show you because it's not the first time that you are here. And we try just to explain to the whole world that that we can make it better, that we can make this creative economy. So we believe in it. So enjoy because we're staying just for one week and then one week more and then we go back to our planet. So <laughs> enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Arnie Quinns, one of the designers from the Message of Ukronia project at Burning Man 2006. Next up is Quinn's best friend and partner on this project, Jan Kriekels. Now two things I think are worth mentioning in this recording. Number one, probably due to the language barrier, Kriekels is quoted as saying the quote burial unquote of the installation and I think he really meant to say burning. So just, just so we're clear. Number two, during the taping of our interview, we were interrupted by a film crew with a camera tag media that started filming us without asking permission. Not only did this interrupt our conversation, it is a violation of the media's rights and responsibilities as stipulated by the BlackRock City LLC. As a participant in the event, you should know that you have the right to ask someone to stop taking a picture of you, recording your image, or recording your voice in any way. Furthermore, if a photographer or videographer or even a podcaster like myself plans to use your image or images of your artwork for commercial purposes, they are required to obtain a signed model release or license form from you. For more information about this issue, please click on our show notes at burncast.net. Okay, let's listen to the conversation we have with Jan Kriekels, part of the design team for the message from Ukronia. My name is Jan Kriekels. I'm out of Belgium. Actually, I'm a Ukrainian. And you Ukrainians try to make a better world. So what we try to do is, uh, let's say, through art, create a community because we also have a big camp over there with 100 people. And we try to make a general experience around something creative. And you know what we're going to do after the burial? Uh, in the camp we have a trailer, there's about seven or eight people who are making a book. We're going to, let's say, make of this book about 50,000 pieces. And in the book will be um, some ashes of the remains of this burial. We'll be going to have next Sunday around 11 o'clock. Eh? Together with the ashes and the book and the coat with what you will find in the book, you are invited to come into a network where we make creative products which have a difference of the commodities today, of today, that all these products and services are interactive and have a higher tolerance. That means that your personal soul can be put into the product. Let's say that you, together with the artist, paint the, the, the picture. Yeah? 
Um, and this, let's say, um, side of freedom, we want to create a lot of uh, events, products, and uh, let, let's say a new community where people can be, let's say, uh, a lot more happy because they can create their own products. That's about the idea. Together we are already a group of 700 people which are, let's say, self-supporting uh, because we have, uh, let's say, uh, factories which create things for people. And uh, let's say the, the, the general philosophy is that we want to make, a, let's say, a creative economy. A creative economy is an economy everywhere where there's a lot of tolerance, where their tolerance means that you respect more the individual freedom yeah? and also tolerance in systems and tolerance in products that you mean that you can interact with everything. Yeah? the technologies are more ecological and respect more the nature and the energy resources eh? and uh, of course when you have technologies and, and this fact um, there a lot of talent will come to it so when you go on that side you can help to create products and services how is this being constructed you look to, if you look to the form it's like the creative economy is there's a lot of room for everybody to be creative but there's a general form giving aspect uh, some guidelines, some value, uh, what you want to want to work on. See, all these people, they're not really artists. They are factory people, designers, anything. And there's a general emotional ID. And what basic is that it's unrationalized and rational at the same time because there's no architecture about it. No, no architect can calculate this because the form is coming from a deeper level of the being. It's something before the mind existed, I think. Some, some, something like a bird makes a nest, you know, or a beaver makes something. It's, it's in everything, and we just have to awaken the artist again in everybody. That's what we try to do here. So it's not generated on a computer or anything like that? No. Maybe some external drawings, and we made some models, and we did some pre-burns on small uh, things. Uh, on small, let's say, buildings uh, or installations, but we never built thing, a thing like this before, so there was about a 50% of risk that it could not succeed. But we love risks. Eh? <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> and also think that the side of Birmingham is a perfect place where you can meet another type of people which they have completely other mindset. So what we're going to do is uh, it's, it's make it bigger, uh, bring it to the world, um, and also please, bring... no pictures, please. Thank you. Uh, I bring it as a gift to the player. That's also something very important because I know there's a gift economy here. Yeah. Well, only one important thing is that we don't want people to climb on it. Why is uh, that? I know there's a respect for people to climb things that they value it, but we don't want anybody to be hurt around here. So the, that's something we want to. Say. And I learned the world. I, le I learned a new word here. What was that? Awesome. What does it mean? <laughs> Everybody says it. Awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so we, I never do that word, but everybody comes to say, they say, awesome. Awesome. So we have to look it up on the internet, so we know what it is. <laughs> yes, but I love these people. This is, they have another mindset here. Yeah? The only difference that, uh, that we have with, let's say, the things going happening on uh, through art creating communities is that we want to put it a step forward and make products sustainable things that we create products in the future which are tools that people can use not only art as as, as a thing of coming together and creating a good community but also really make things that make the world better systems products ecological things today we are we are making already 
one of these products already. So uh, we, we also we have factories around, uh, let's say, energy saving. We have factories around from design to art, artistic factories. We have factories around futuristic products where we create a meltdown situation around energy and materials. And we try to think in the future, how will we survive then? So we want to, to make a survival toolbox. That's what makes us maybe a little bit different from the real artists. So industry and art, artists together, together with some marketing specialists will bring these matches over the world. So that's, that's our game here. <laughs> that was Jan Kriegels, one of the creators of the message from Micronia. To be perfectly frank, I'm not really sure what they meant by a lot of the ideas and philosophies as espoused in these interviews. I don't think it was an issue of language or communications per se, but really an issue of purpose and mission. I'm wondering if any of my listeners feel the same way. At any rate, for more information about the Ukronians, please visit our website at burncast.net. We'll conclude today's episode with sounds and conversations from the Waffle Burn. Hey, you guys, if you're going to sit in front of people who are sitting, maybe you should sit. Think about it. It's comfortable. Or back up so the rest of us can see. Yeah, sit down and stay a while. It's fun. Do you mind telling me your ply name and how you got it? It's Mr. Ed. <laughs> and uh, I had to give uh, my name to uh, the person at the uh, coffee lounge so I could get my cappuccino, my mocha. Uh-huh. That was a name that uh, my friend gave to me because I wasn't able to use Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been going to Birdie Man? This is my second time. <laughs> cool. Yeah. The second year in a row? No, I went uh, in 2001, was it? And then uh, I took some time off to uh, work. I was working, making movies and doing that kind of crazy stuff. And then uh, I got to, uh, was free to come again. I just got off a plane from Romania, Bucharest. Wow. And uh, making a vampire movie out there. And, and then got out of the vampire world, Transylvania, to come here. Ha! <laughs> Pretty good week. Yeah. 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 Right on. It's been awesome. Very good. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. My pleasure. Can you tell you your playa name and how you got it, please? <laughs> My playa name is Nevada Nomad, and I got it because I live in Nevada and I travel around a lot. Through Nevada or through the United States? Or and all over the world, actually. Yeah. Nomadic, but you live in Nevada. I yeah, my home base is about four hours south of here. Same climate, except less dust. Oh, okay. How long have you been going to Burning Man? This is my third burn, and it will be an annual ritual. Why? I think the thing I like the best is there are no telephones, cell phones, TV, or money. Or commuting, so every so people actually have to talk to each other. Wait, what was that thing you just said? And there's no commuting, you know, oh, people... commuting. Are, yeah. You almost got... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people are relaxed, and they actually have to talk to each other. Yeah. They can't go to their computer mm-hmm. to avoid talking to people. You know, I know you've never listened to my podcast, but I no, do, I I do a drinking game called... Um, 
a three-ply community drinking game. Yeah. And what it is is any time somebody says the word community, yeah. everybody has to drink. Um, so there we go. I just thought it's cool. Did I, I thought, say community? I thought I, thought I heard you say it. That's why I was like, what? No, I don't think I did. Okay. But anyway, All right. I do like the community. <laughs> Can I get a drink now? <laughs> yeah. What do you have? Can you hear me? What? We're looking for a lost child. He's a 10-year-old male. He's blonde. He was not wearing his shirt and wearing tan shorts and Tiva sandals the last time we saw him. He was riding a blue bike. If you get that if you see that child, please bring him to the front of the perimeter and we'll reunite him with his family. Zeitgeist, what's his name? Justin. His name is Justin. 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 Uh, I'll be shot, Justin. <laughs> Justin, we're never going to take you to Burning Man again. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Disneyland from here on out. <laughs> That's a nightmare. From <laughs> Burning Man to Disneyland? Uh, no. <laughs> there was a 13-year-old in our camp. And so I said, what's this like? And he said, like a county fair gone wrong. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. But he was enjoying it. No, that was in a good way. He was very enjoying it. He was passing out samples of food. As cars were going out, he approached the car. Hors <laughs> d'oeuvres. It was great. He really got into it. How old was he? Ten? Nine? Ten. That was my front row seat. Down up front. Sit down right away. All right, we're changing the rules to the community drinking game, correct? <laughs> All right, if you see someone in tie-dye, everyone drinks. If you see a law enforcement officer in a bulletproof vest or a Black Rock Ranger in a utility kilt, everyone drinks. <laughs> If you see a completely naked man, that's no sandals or hat or visor. Everyone drinks. If you see a, a crinoline or a tutu, everyone drinks. <laughs> if you see a hula hoop, everyone drinks. <laughs> if you see dirty hippies um, playing with their lightsabers, this is for 2006 only. Everyone drinks. Uh, if, you see, if you see a shirt cocker, everyone drinks. It's not cause for celebration, though. In no way should that be should that be rewarded. <laughs> I'd like to see more lingam art on the fly, though. Here we go. Here we go. This is the uh, message from Eucronia. This is the burn.
see it creeping its way up the side. It's alive it's and alive! Yeah, once it gets going. Stay hot for a while, though. It'll come down quick. Oh, no. We heard that they brought up six eggs as a trap. That was just... Yeah. No, I don't. We heard we were going to camp right <laughs> I said that on. right after you. <laughs> it's kind of like people that move near an airport. They yeah. know that the airport's there, but they buy a house in the same neighborhood regardless and then the complain about the noise. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's like the longest fuse ever. Definitely not match core. Waiting for the for the. Oh wait, wait. There's something going on. Say the joke real quick. Okay, the so guy goes to the psychiatrist. To from the top and burn Quiet, down. I'm telling a joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's this clown. This guy goes to the psychiatrist. He goes, Doctor, all I can think about is my wigwam and my teepee. My wigwam and my teepee. My wigwam and my teepee. Doctor says, I know what your problem is. You're too tense. <laughs> Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information about the Ocronians and the Waffle, please click on our show notes at burncast.net.
To contact us, call the Burncast hotline at 206-350-1416 or leave us a message by clicking on the MyChingo recorder embedded at our website. You can also send us an email at burncast at gmail.com. Music in today's episode is from Alexander Blue entitled Drop, which can be found on the Podcast Music Network at music.podshow.com. Embedded photos courtesy of the Ukronians. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts.